0: Hello, and welcome to Horror. This is a podcast in which Lee and Adam take their friend Chris on a journey through horror cinema. New episodes are posted every two weeks, and you can follow us at SoundCloud, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Please post any questions with the hashtag... Ask Welcome to Horror, and the gang will answer them on the show. Before we begin, two warnings. There will be both swearing and spoilers in abundance, so we recommend that you have watched the movie being discussed first. Thank you for listening.
1: Evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Adam. I'm Chris. I'm Jennifer. Uh, and we are here for Welcome to Horror yet again. Uh, thank you
2: very much for joining us. Why <laughs> are you Sorry, it ready. was just it, uh, there was an element.
0: It was, it, uh,
2: it was perfectly fine. We could have been here for something else. <laughs> well, <laughs> well it's possible. It was else. Oh shit, We're, we're recording. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I, you know. Yeah, mention you, the name in the that's fine but you sounded like a
0: policeman taking like it's a, a game a, a, a regularly committed crime child you know it's so like he's at it again <laughs> buggering swans at the swings
1: uh, so we are here fresh out of watching this evening's gem of American Wealth in London no right. Um, But before we get into that, our usual preamble and excitement, unless Jennifer cuts it short again. Um, (laughs) Oh! Adam, have you seen anything exciting and or horror? Only thing I can think of is um, horror is I've finished... Uh,
0: American Horror Story, oh. uh, Apocalypse.
3: I haven't started it yet, so careful on
0: the spoilers. Uh, well, I'll just say mm. I, I did. In, I enjoyed it. Mm. I liked, and it's it's nice watching it as someone who's watched all the others mm. Mm. because it, it, it together, it's really okay. go. Well, you've got um, a lot of it re- relates through. Obviously, Coven, <laughs> uh, Murder House, and a bit of Hotel as yeah, well. Okay. Okay. So, they're all sort of, there's little bits in mm. there, because they were already mingling anyway. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, and I'm actually quite pleased. I, I was sort of half and half, but looking back on it now, they've shortened the running order. So, there's only 10 episodes. Mm. And, at first, I was th- I, when I was watching it, I felt maybe that it was getting a bit rushed in the last episode, mm. but I did I think that versus doing another three two, episodes, three episodes yeah. and yeah. vamping <clears throat> would have been crap. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that probably they've just woken up to the fact that it's like, oh, yeah, we could do like, you know, we can do 22 episodes series or we could do 10 really and, good and episodes. And yeah. get
3: the same pay and. Uh, well, yeah. it's, it's,
0: it's just, well, not only that, but also you can bung. If you've got the budget for a series, but you were doing like twenty odd episodes, yeah, it out, if you scary. do it at ten, you're gonna just have a lot more going on in your episodes in terms of budget and stuff. But yeah, I, I just really, I I did enjoy. it. I'd imagine people who sort of weren't that you with the other stuff would find it very difficult to drop in, to be mm. honest, because it's it, it's the first time that they've ever really related everything back mm. to previous seasons, because that used to be the joy of it being. An anthology, it was like, oh, I didn't watch season one. But you can watch season two, no problem, because yeah, it yeah. doesn't have any effect. But Apocalypse does, because you've got the other two sort of bleeding into it and stuff. So, But yeah, that no, was good. And I'm just excited that Vic and Bob are
1: back Ooh. as well. Uh, Vic, really, big night. Vic and Bob's big night out. Yeah, sorry, I thought you must be talking about that, but yeah. I was like... And because you said horror or
0: exciting, and I was
1: like, but you ran I it into am. American Horror, and I was like, if Vic and Bob were in American Horror Story, oh, that would oh, be I am perfect. Watch that. That I would watch. <laughs> Jennifer shaking her head. No,
3: not a good crossover. Oh, that'd be
0: brilliant! <laughs> I need to do a horror film. I'm, this is just something I do a lot anyway now it's just anything it's like Cannon why haven't they done horror movies yeah. you know so I
1: know this is a regular thing for me now but yeah so that's that's pretty much
4: been mm.
1: it see I'm much I'm a much bigger fan of the 10 episode story mm. arc now because from stuff like Dexter I just found that as much as I loved it mm. like 10 episodes about 15 episodes in I was like I've just had enough and I want to watch something else but if I watch something else I'll forget where I was and I yeah. won't want to come back to it yeah so 10 episodes is, 10 is the right amount
0: it's, I think it's just also there's you know you end up with less filler mm. and also if you're someone coming into something on like series 3 oh, 20 episodes that I've yeah. got to catch up with versus 45 is yeah. you know a hell of a difference
1: and again, with like hour-long episodes or 45-minute episodes as well, I think 10 hours of anything is enough to tell... If 10 hours isn't enough to tell a story, then yeah. I think you've got too much shit in it, to be honest. I yeah. think it's my...
0: It's either three different stories yeah. or, or you've got... like. I mean, it's like, let's face it, there's not many films that sustain beyond an hour and a half. No, no, mm. so I agree. you have to have a good reason for me to watch a two-hour film. Hmm. And it's your
2: seven or The Empire Strikes Back. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, that's fair. Chris, any horror watching? No or? horror, but uh watched Inside Out, which sounds like it could be a horror, but it yeah. isn't.
0: Is that the kids' film with yeah. the personality? Not multiple personality just something. Uh, the personality, all the different so emotions. It. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. so you've
2: got five different emotions. Uh, joy, sadness, disgust. Lust no <laughs> it's a kids film back to seven I've got me. <laughs> <laughs> although, although at the end it does they get a new console when it's like for adolescents okay. so I don't know they're gonna oh have, so they expand mm, out there. Yeah, because I
0: was going to say that does seem a tad limiting
2: uh, yeah just... uh, so you had anger who plays a bit of a role um, and fear which is quite important I suppose mm. um, yeah no it's a great film I think it's fantastic okay um, but yeah not a lot of horror
1: not a lot of horror no um I have, since last meeting, which was only a week away for the benefit of the time, um I've watched the whole of season two of Stand Against Evil uh, and loved it. It was every bit as good as the first season, which I was a massive advocate of and have been trying to get everyone to watch.
0: I do want to check it out, because it sort of felt that it was in that... Same sort of Ash versus Evil Dead. Sort it's of exactly thing.
1: like Ash versus Evil Dead, and it's twenty minutes twenty minute episodes uh, ten episodes oh, a nice. season, so you can smash through the whole thing in in an evening if you tried. Yeah. Um, uh, and the other thing we watched is You're Invited, which was a feature length documentary on uh, Night of the Demons.
0: Ah, oh, cool.
1: The Kevin Tenney in mm. my top five all time horror movies. Yes. Film. Uh yeah. Really good. It was nice to get the backstory and yeah. realise that a lot of the a lot of the things that really drew me into the film, like the, the, the opening title sequence and stuff mm. like that, were just kind of off the cuff ideas to some degree. So yeah. it goes to show how much a perfect film is lightning in a bottle because you make these snap decisions on the moment and that couldn't be the
0: well, it's like when you see how much, like, especially like how many sort of famous speeches in films tend to have come from an actor mm. rather than it was in the script or something like that where they've reworked it and stuff. I mean, actually, the weirdest one like that was when I realised how much that went on with Blackadder. Oh, really? Yeah, because, like, for example, um, oh, what's his <laughs> name? Captain Darwin. Hm. Mm they came up with his name in rehearsals. Ah,
4: right.
0: Because he was like, called Perkins or Jenkins mm-hmm. or something. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, just something really sort of ordinary. <laughs> and then, yeah, they were like, well, he's got to have a name, but it's good. that was it. They, they were like, right, we need a reason why he's a bit, why he's a dick. Mm. And then it was like, maybe he's got a weird a name. name. And they ended yeah. up with Darling because it was just, and then, but yeah, that was never, mm. right. that wasn't Not scripted. The script. They came up with that as the, like the group as they were rehearsing Mm. it and stuff like that. And,
2: yeah. I suppose it's a bit like writers say that their characters can take on, you know, it's almost as if they become alive and they write Mm. themselves. I think that's also the arrogance of writers where it's like, (laughs) they they become alive, but I'm still (laughs) caught.
1: That sounds like that Hammer Horror story with Denham Elliot.
0: Oh. I can't remember, but it's just the one where where he just constantly, is like, he's constantly knobbing his secretary. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets more and more out of hand, doesn't it? As it's like, yeah. <laughs> sort of like, It starts off that there's like a frisson of maybe sort of a hint that maybe him and the secretary have got a spark going on and then as it as it keeps retelling itself it's eventually that they're like screwing on the desk or something. Oh yeah, no, I
1: was thinking of the other one, the one where it's, they go to a house in the country and it's all this, it's, so it's five stories that all occur in the same house oh Denimalia, you can thank my strangler for that that's the one yes. yes sorry I
0: thought you meant the Hammer House of like the
1: TV series yes. no you're right and it wasn't um, Hammer House of, yeah I do know exactly the story you're talking about yeah. but it wasn't Ham, Hammer House of Horror it was Amicus and it was is it it's Tortured Garden isn't it no oh, oh no that's
0: the one with Jack Glance, I'm thinking of, but yeah it is yeah. yes sorry
1: Yeah. anyway regardless Message below and let us know. Yeah. Um,
3: We also watched that you were obviously not that impressed with the Coen Brothers thing on Netflix.
1: We did. It wasn't horror. I wasn't going to mention it. Oh right. Really? People
3: being killed isn't horror. No. Being killed in horrific ways isn't horror. Yeah. Can be a comedy. Horror comedy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sounds Um, a bit like slasher. Either way, I was unfortunately rather (laughs) unimpressed. Mm, Oh, Oh. fair enough. What did you make of it? Yeah, I quite liked it. Yeah. But it's quite
3: clever. Short to the point.
1: I think I found them just a bit too short. I think what I like about the Coen brothers is how they flesh out a universe. Mm. Whereas with this, because it felt like an anthology, they were just like very... This is a cowboy. He's a very good gunslinger and singer. This is how he dies. And it's just a 15 minutes of... 10 minutes of setting up the character, and then he's dead. End of story, on to the next story. And I was like... Just, yeah, didn't work. I yeah, thought it
3: worked quite well. Like, I think it was different. It wasn't meant to be a film, so I think it worked for what it was.
1: Yeah, no, I just yeah. And the thing is, everybody in it was fantastic, and it looked beautiful. But I just think, did you have expectations
2: for something different? Yes, because I love coming Brothers*. Mm. So they were um, trying to do something that you you just weren't. Yeah, the TV wasn't it? it
0: was it was a TV series. It was mm. supposedly they were going to do a TV series and then they just oh, turned they it into it. an
1: anthology, oh, really? didn't they? Okay, so yeah, so that makes sense. But yeah, they like just none of the stories really worked particularly well for me. Um but yeah, it definitely had that Coen brothers sense of humor mm-hmm. behind it. Um so it was very dark and very nasty, but you still found yourself laughing a lot. Yeah. At it. That's I
0: mean that's the that's one of their skills. Mm. Again, that's, that's, anu- that's another one where it's like they've never really... Although I did hear someone call... Uh, I can't remember what it was on, but it was like... Um, ah, it was the guys who directed The Endless. Yes. I listened to an interview with them, and they, uh, and it was like um, picking your, their favourite horror movies. And one of theirs that they picked was No Country for Old Men. Because they said that the killer in it has that sort of Jason element mm, sort of, of being like this unstoppable yeah. machine. Totally,
4: and totally I was like, that. and I was
0: like, yeah. When you actually think about it, they've got that, they're, that they're, they're right on that. And I do think that yeah, the Cummins should do a straight ahead horror movie. Oh, and do you know, what I watched like in the middle of the night, it just turned up, and it was uh, being signed. But yeah, I still watched it. Uh, Lady killers. The original Lady Killers oh, that I haven't wow. seen in such a long time. I love that and film. That's an amazing bloody film. And yeah, that is. Anyone who likes, I don't know, sort of black humour, you know, crime, that is a film to go and see. I have not seen the Coen Brothers remake and I don't intend to. No. So, but I am talking about, like, the original with Alec Guinness and. Herbert Lawman, Pete yes. Sellers.
1: I borrowed and that off you on VHS yeah. a very long time ago, and absolutely loved it. But yeah, that
0: is a fantastic film.
1: On a similar note, as we've slightly wandered off horror, but mm-hmm. let's stick with it. Um, we watched during the week for the first time. Some like it hot. It's a great film. Yeah, laughed out amazed. loud. Have you not Have you all the way through? through? No. no. Oh wow, that I, such I was such a good film.
3: Nobody's birthday. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was going to be anything like it was. No, it's, it's so. I had no idea of the storyline. That is really good, serious, but also
0: yeah. just so it's really modern. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, well, it, it feels very like really really inappropriate yeah. at yeah. times. Like really, they weren't doing this
1: back in the fifties. Nobody but talks like yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, just I didn't. I thought it was going to be. I don't know, I thought I'd have to make a lot of allowances for it. Yeah, I thought it was even more just time. like
3: singing yeah. and a bit, you know, a bit just slashy. But literally yeah.
1: laughed out, both of us laughed out loud all the way through it. That it is absolutely brilliant. No, that is, what I I think
0: I saw that when I was, I was quite young. I was probably about 10 or something like that. And it was just on during the day mm. and my mum was like, no, watch this. And I'm
4: like, <laughs> <laughs> I pissed
0: myself laughing all the way through it. And, yeah, no, it's a great film. I suppose that it's really a bit is. St
3: Trinian's, actually, thinking about it. That same sort of... Because it's black and white. It's that same sort of thing. And it's sort slightly theory, inappropriate yeah. and... Yeah, you
0: know. there's a lot... Of, mind you, I mean, St Trinian's, the, it's more sort of just... What are you, Cillians, doing? What yeah. are you doing hanging around here? Yeah. <laughs> With the whole George George mix-ups <laughs> and the slightly... <laughs> totally oh, yeah, it's that sort and, of farcical yeah. sort of thing. But, yeah, it's just... No, it's brilliant. Hmm. And, yeah, the the guy at the end I oh, won't go any further but yeah just the <laughs> yes, the very ending of it and it's like that's
1: <laughs> just brilliant <laughs> once they got in the boat I could kind of see it happening but I was like oh they probably won't because it's I was under, like it yeah, yeah. 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 and it was just so yeah
0: <laughs>
1: fantastic anyway. movie um also we've got a big thank you to give out oh yes um so, we have received a five-star review on um, iTunes. Whoa. On the
0: iTunes. Ooh. On the iTunes.
1: From Podcast Lover exclamation mark 123. That's a good um, name. Back at the beginning of October. Sorry, I know this is now coming out mid-December, so that was like six weeks ago. Um, but, yeah, it's because we, we called Did- them. Yeah, we're, so far uh, as well. uh, um, and everything. Yeah, but yeah, thank you ever so much. I won't, I won't read the review because it will make me blush. but yeah. it's <laughs> very lovely of you, um, and we really appreciate it. Um, yeah. yeah, thank you from
0: the bottom of our tiny black frozen hearts. <laughs> um,
1: it's really nice because we sit in this room with a recorder and do this, and we have no idea if anyone listens, enjoys, if we're just on somebody's, you know. Subsequent listens list and people just get the first ten seconds and go all oh, no and switch off. We have no idea. If give me my ideas, honey. This. We're just hoping that. No, no, they can do that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: can't off once you press play on podcasts. You have to let them play. It's a law, otherwise it
1: is. Or an old reel or something. Is that or, the end? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah law or an old reel. Yeah. Um, podcast police. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yes, thank you very much, PCP. podcast lover. One, mm. two, three.
3: P C P. Yeah, podcast police. Oh, yeah Sorry.
1: Yeah you down with this <laughs> that's how I thought he was offering I was going to go let's put this on hold we'll do this tomorrow <laughs>
4: alright now I'm just a bit of cat. that's all we've got
1: <laughs> um, so to oh, so this evening oh just one on last minute.
4: Mm.
0: it's the house of the blood with Denham Elliot it was the and house he- of and Dip-Bod. it's Dominic
1: his character
0: yes yes, yes it is Sorry, I just had to look it up, because it was going to drive me fucking insane. Well done. Insane.
1: Yeah, no. So, fantastic Sorry to interrupt, sorry. getting no, back I'm, on track. I'm very glad that you did. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've just come out of watching um, American Wealth in London, which all of us have seen before. So it oh. seems like a long time ago. I think I've only seen this maybe four times, five times, possibly.
3: Maybe in the flat. Did you watch it in the flat? Because I think I like
1: watched it once in the flat, it, yeah. and I watched it once uh our last house, as I mentioned before, back when we went to uh, Fright Fest, which again, was yeah. ten years ago, course, more yeah. than ten years ago.
0: For more info, see our episode on Trick or Treat. Yes.
1: Um. Yeah. So I've not seen this as much as I think I have.
2: Were you and mostly drunk when watching it?
1: No, I think. I, well, I think it was one of those ones that you used to watch with friends quite a lot, mm. sort of. Yeah, so probably was Mm. yeah earlier years when I was drunk quite a lot. Also,
0: also for me, it's one of the it's one of those films that I've in from beginning to end. Like you say, I've probably seen it five six times. Mm. But the amount of times when I've been like had nothing to watch and flick through telly late at night. And it's
1: yeah, yeah. it's like half an hour in. I'm watching it. Oh yeah, if you catch it halfway through, you're watching the rest of
0: it. I stay to the end. Yeah, yeah. What a fantastic. So
2: Chris, you have watched
3: it before
2: then? Uh, Well, I'd seen Mm -hmm. the clip of him in the uh, house. Yeah, Mm. changing. And so, like you said, seeing that out of context Mm. makes it look like a pretty full-on horror with not a lot of comedy except for the song playing in the background. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but seeing the rest of it, it's clearly, a, like, such a good mix. Um, like, it's funny, I still think having a bit of humour like that really makes the film timeless. It That yes. really seems to make it work.
0: I think it gives it a grounding as well. Mm. Like, you you feel... Uh, the normality. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. No. People, aren't, people aren't EastEnders. People aren't no. dour all the time or mm. sort of, you know. It's, like, deadly serious. I think it... In, in whatever film you're doing, if you require that, you need to go down that route, you know. Mm. But if you want something to feel in any way every day,
2: yeah, you need that in there. Especially with the uh the assistant officer. Yeah. Like just how oh, how yeah. silly but I didn't not didn't remember it, that character at all, baby. Yeah. No, yeah. they're that
0: that 'cause that's a that's a weird thing. i when I was researching this, uh John Landis mentioned um Deathline, hmm. in relation to... I do apologise, viewers. <laughs> the, the eggs are boiled.
3: Yes, <laughs> the eggs are boiled. So Bing,
0: drink a beer. Yes. Every time you hear R2-D2, go <laughs> boom, 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 turn the page. Um, yeah, he was talking about um, the underground sequence and he said that he was very influenced by Deathline. Yes. Interestingly enough. But I think also... The coppers and yeah. even the doctor <laughs> yeah. have a but lot the of that comedy relief. Yeah. It, yeah, because even that bit when the doctor's sitting there and it's Rod, what is it, Roger something or other? um I did write him down because it's just such a Roger Matheson. Yes. Uh, yeah, and it's like and tell him I'm dead. Tell him yeah. I've <laughs> passed yes. away. And it's just tell him it's that old war wound. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that felt very. That was very Calhoun in. Like Donald Pleasantcy in Deathline. Mm. And yeah. the copper's had that sort of definite laugh De- mm. sort of feel to him, I think. And I had
1: exactly the same thing in Deathline again that I had this evening, which was Tottenham Court Road station with one person on it. Bollocks. Mm. Tottenham yes. Court Road has not got one person on it when it's closed. But there's well, more the yeah
0: it was quite nice what's watching old Tottenham Court Road mm. station mm. in a way. How it's not
3: changed much. Right? It's not yeah, it really top hasn't changed
0: there. as much as or you'd I, think I, it. I don't would. know. The last time I was to Tottenham Court Road, it's now a huge like the top of it. Mm. Is now just a huge glass atrium. Oh, it it oh, looks like that, no. It looks like Stanley Kubrick's no. it looks like two thousand and one. It's like mm. that sort of big white polish and everything. Down Below, no. it still looks mm. the same. It's
1: because the because crossroads going through there, so yeah. it's obviously done all the, picked it up. Yeah, Because yeah. yeah. oh, yeah.
0: when uh, when me and Dean went to see Mandy and Happy New Year, Colin bursted. Mm. We were going, but I said to him, "Oh, well, I'm going back to Tottenham Court Road." He was like, "Oh, yeah, I'll come down." And I was like you might not recognise it. And, we like, and I was like, there it is. It's like, oh, I thought that was centre Point," Because it's just God enormous. God You know, it is really, like,
1: huge there now. And no, I mean, it should be. Like, yeah. sorry for listeners who aren't from London. You probably have no fucking interest in this whatsoever. But, like, Liverpool Street is a massive, like, a shopping centre with all the stations in it. Yeah. Whereas Tottenham Court Road was always just some holes in the ground that you yeah. went down to get into one of the biggest... Train stations in London. Yeah, real. H- so sort it of felt heart. like it should have. It should have always been something much bigger. So yeah. I assume because of Crossrail now they've. I think you're probably into, right. Yeah. Some people
3: can find it. They're probably fed up with people, you know, tourists going where the that, hell is yeah. t- yeah. that? that's room. very if true. So
1: famous, why yeah, can't yeah, I not find exactly. it? Oh, because it's a yeah. hole in the ground yeah. with a very small <laughs> site above it, it. It's because it's a it secret looks, doorway.
0: The, well, especially the um, the entrances, like the entrance in Oxford Street, looked like. The porno theatre. Yeah. You know?
3: yeah.
1: like, it was literally but With less lights. Yeah. It
3: was, <laughs> this was their plan. This kept people out. It's got busier and busier now. Yeah, and that's people true. can find it. Now people can yeah. find it, it's just gone completely out good. of hand.
0: Mm. That's another thing that I love about this with the world building sort of element though. Mm. like we were saying about a lot of the humour and stuff, is there's like Roger Matheson, Debbie Klein who are all people you kind of know because of this film even though they're not in it because you, you, you know who Debbie Klein is yes you know for, but you, you don't actually meet her in the film or anything like that but you know her and Roger Matheson's is clearly bloody awful <laughs> also I think that there's a very good lesson there for people who think uh, who do shit pranks
1: yes as well.
0: it's like, you yeah. go around the back and surprise
1: yeah. yeah, this that. all happened like, to you yes, yeah. you're getting ripped to shreds mate. that's bad. what it that is mm. <laughs> totally I, um, and again the, I know we touched on it you were saying about the the transformation sequence mm, yeah yeah obviously Rick Baker's um, makeup in this is absolutely phenomenal and you always remember that transformation I'd forgotten just how far Jack's character changes. Judges. Oh yeah, he deteriorates. Like, I really, I don't yeah. remember him being the way he is in the porno theater where he's that, like. you distracted, honey. <laughs> when you watched it previously, I loved him when you first see him, and he's still fresh with all those lacerations and that wiggly bit. Yeah, that just has a wiggly his neck. bit. Let's... Yeah. It, it, it's fantastic, mm. and then going from there to being slightly greenish. But yeah, I didn't remember just how skeletal he is, is that, like yeah. when you've seen. Like, see him like last time. the
2: juxtaposition or the contrast of the comedy with what's happening mm. is quite extreme. So, he's so delivering sort of, funny lines, yeah. but he looks. Okay. But, it, but it leaves the memory probably less. Yeah, you know, as bad looking as he he was. <laughs>
0: But uh, well, because Rick Baker won, like Rick Baker, who so, did the special effects and uh, the the makeup effects and everything, was the first person to win an Oscar for makeup. Mm. It was like the first or makeup
1: effects. That's
3: the guy said in that documentary the other day. He kept beating him up, didn't he? And so he did, it, yeah. Uh, so
1: yeah, so when we <laughs> you, you would have liked it. it was a yeah. So in the You're Invited documentary, there's the guy who did the special effects for Night of the Demons. Had worked with Rick Baker and he'd been like second or third special effects guy on Ghostbusters and Gremlins and lots of big stuff. He is Robert Downey Jr. Right, He looks (laughs) and is Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, and is just hilariously so. And then ended up marrying Linnea Quigley. Wow. I think Mm. she became his first wife. Oh, he didn't (laughs) laugh. He never does. But yeah, you need to see this guy because he's just hilarious. A lot of character, really excited. But yeah, so he was saying a lot about working with Rick Baker and what he learned from, from being with him on these films. So, so what did Rick Baker actually do? What what was his so like, he actual was, skill? So he's the head of um, special effects. So he did yeah. that whole. Trans- he designed the whole of that transformation. There's a, like, there's a
2: lot of makeup. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of...
1: And the, the funny thing is, if you watch the... I don't think I mentioned... I didn't mention it because I did it after the, our last episode. I went back... I think after you guys left when we did the last episode, mm. I went back and watched Thriller and The Making Of again. Yeah, okay. Um Which again is John Landis and Rick Baker. Yeah. Um, And they were saying that a lot of the transformation in Thriller is based on what they've done in this film.
2: Yeah, so I was going to ask which came first. So obviously, American so they werewolf. did the yeah, American Werewolf okay. was first.
1: Um, apparently, Michael Jackson was too scared to watch it, mm. but he'd seen stills oh. from it. Mm. Okay, so he wanted right. to do that.
3: Was if um, he watched it like us, he'd realised the humour yeah. behind it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so he, so they, he got the same team to come and do it. Okay. So because they were talking about that, there's a lot of crossover between the effects and how they get, um, you know, the, the yeah. Face so what's it? Because
2: that's not. Like him, that's some sort of mechanical... No, it is. So what they do is they get him,
1: and the, he was saying they so they put... it up, do they? So it's like uh, bladders, they call them, <laughs> but they're like balloons. Um, so they put those he, on the face and glue them on, and then they put the prosthetics over the top, and then they have people working them and pumping them from behind. <laughs> so they fill up with air, and as they fill up with air, they pull the face and the features to... To change and move, and and the
3: floor. But isn't he in the floor or something? And then, yeah,
1: well, it's it's like his
0: arms and neck are through, (laughs) the body, like the the more dog body.
3: It's clever. Like when you know it, you're looking for it because I was today. But it looks, you know. That's the thing is because John that was John
0: Landis's (coughs) whole thing with Rick Baker was (coughs) I want to I want to do the werewolf transformation properly in in bright light. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And so it isn't well, any, I mean like when dark. we saw the wolf man, it's his feet. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> changes see? on his feet yeah. and you know,
1: usually it is just they sort of oh, cross fade and put more <laughs> hair on and stuff mm. and yeah. That's what he said. I want it in bright light. He said and if if your skull and things are changing shape, that's it gonna to really be. hurt. Yeah. Mm. So I want him to be in mm. massive amounts of paint. And I think that came across fantastically
2: in this absolutely Amazingly. How about his hand? How did they stretch that so much? That's
0: um syringes um like you get a syringe connected to another syringe I'll and basic it, and basic it? pneumatics you just pump it and it rises yeah, up yeah, the yeah. other way. Yeah. So it's just four tubes like four syringe tubes in Ooh. a glove <laughs> of the cast of the hand and stuff like that. But yeah, a lot of it, I mean, everything is, everything's mechanical, obviously. there's no, It's all practical, yeah. which is... And in fact, what they did was they ha- they hairied him up and then trimmed it back because it was easier to do it that way than... Oh, like, to, it, to force it, it out. Yeah, right. to force it out or anything else like that. So yeah, they just made him really hairy and then slightly dark, hairy right. and then not so hairy and so on. And also, you don't see any full frontal cock... Uh, because uh, the bloke who plays David is not circumcised.
3: Oh, that would have ruined the story.
0: Because he's Jewish.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course he is, because, yeah, Yeah. you saw the stuff when they were in the house. Well, also,
0: that's what the nurse says, isn't it? She said, oh, he's Jewish because I've checked. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And um, but yeah sure no, they could have done that with a yeah, somehow I mean, oh, yeah. well, I mean we that's
4: can turn thing. you into a werewolf we can turn you hey, into werewolf but you we know, can't know. pin your force back yeah
0: um, but um, <laughs> well, yeah so that, apparently that's that's a reason but I mean that and probably didn't you didn't know, need they it really I think it was no, you know not only that eight, it was un, un- uncut with, wolf yeah.
3: cock Yeah. I mean what's that look like no one wants to know, do they? Yeah, no don't send any. Don't send those images. pictures. Yeah. Please, yeah. please
1: don't do that. Emma. Instagram yeah. and uh, but if they are, oh, here's no. the email address.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: yeah, but as I say, the, the makeup in this, I remembered, as I say, the transformation and stuff. But everything in this was fantastic. Like same with the attack on the moors as well. Yeah, I don't remember that being as gruesome gruesome mm. as it mm. as it was is again but possibly because the the humor sort of mellows it so in your mind you don't remember it and being... i remember
3: just all about the pub i don't really remember him going to london i mean obviously the clue is in the name but uh, <laughs> you know i just remember the bit about yeah the sort of But <laughs> you didn't the remember pub. rick Mail. No, no, not really. He's not really, like, oh, yeah. he's he's not not really part, featured it? No. in it. He's,
1: one of, the, he's one of the he's one of the background
0: is. ones, really, isn't he? I didn't realise he's out on the moor with them when they <laughs> shoot the werewolf. I I never Jewish noticed time. before that he's one of the faces leering in. I see. <laughs> I know David Schofield and Brian Glover, but it was like, yeah, um, the. Uh, but also, I think that that's that and the transformation of the bits that always get shown. Bits, they're the they're the clips. It, yeah, apart from. Anyone who's got uh, anyone who's watched the making of Thriller knows uh, Sister Hobbs says there's an incident in Piccadilly Circus involving yeah. some kind of mad dog. David, when yeah. it cuts to <laughs> some zombies being filmed or whatever for Thriller, because so, that's I think they found the one bit they could show. Yes. Yeah. you know, it doesn't yeah. doesn't have doesn't have any sex, doesn't have any swearing, doesn't have any violence. <laughs>
2: See, this film does have a little bit of everything, really, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly (laughs) does. It has sex, violence, and swearing. That's good
1: enough for me. (laughs) It's a lot shorter than I remember as well. Because it's only an hour, it's it's Mm. less than an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. And, but but, so much feels like it happens in that time. Yeah. That it, it's I surprising. I the pub
3: part feels like that was sort of much more, maybe like half the film. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't really. Well, it's it not really. First, and, no, that's it. And even like yeah. the
1: return to the pub. Oh, isn't, isn't much at all, is it? No. Yeah. Mm. See, I don't remember that. I don't remember him going back. I remember that he ends up believing David. Yes. I couldn't remember why. Mm. And I didn't remember that he'd gone all the way back and gone back to the village and yeah. realised that they were all Pretty strange. strange. Well, also a little we, bit
0: rural, and we spotted, didn't we, what is going on there mm. with the uh, ever replenishing. Uh, half of Guinness yes. Ah, yes yes you know so that's that's yeah, probably why that's,
3: they're all drunk all the time well it's mm. why they're
0: drunk it's the price they pay mm. <laughs> one of them being a werewolf is the price they pay to, to have replenishing booze for, uh,
4: yes that's why there's no
0: tea here no yeah. no yeah. <laughs> <not> coffee no <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: pamphari um, lemonade <laughs> <laughs> that's the <laughs>
1: it's, it's yeah. just the look it's just, just of all of it you just sort of yeah yes yeah.
3: <laughs> we should be drinking that while we're watching really, we? <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> but hey there's because you were asking about because the locations oh yes, yeah right. the, actually short. The, the pub the, the mm. exterior of the pub and the sort of surrounding moorland <laughs> is actually in wales it's near the black mountains in wales and it's um i think just they, random it had farmhouses. the right level of yeah. sort of the look mm. Mm. um and the interior of the pub. So is it's is an pub actual in, pub. Oh, it's yes. Yeah, really? but the interior is in Surrey. Oh, it's a pub it in really. Surrey. Yeah, um, and then obviously, you know, just the um, more shots, uh, more shots you know. and stuff. There was um, oh, and actually, the attack takes place. They were in uh, Windsor Park, oh, right. like near near the castle. Oh, when, really? where, when they when the filming that's where they filmed the actual when they get lost and get attacked. Oh, right. And you've got... Uh, actually, that's another thing. You've got some great false scares in this that I think work really well. Because yeah. obviously you've got the dream, but also you've got mm-hmm. the thing where it's like he screams and falls over, and that's your jump moment. But yeah. so like, you right. scared me, then you calm then down and then it, bang. Yeah, after talked, mm. Yeah,
2: after we talked about the jump scares, I thought they actually did a really great job of... They weren't over-the-top jump scares. No. They were almost, like, uh, relaxed. Uh, that's yeah. probably not the right word, but yeah, it was like, it was... Uh, yeah, it gave you a shock, but not ridiculously.
4: Yeah.
0: Because they, they, they do a lot of good transitions in it where mm. attacks morph into something else, mm. like, a, like a phone ringing or the lions in the
1: zoo Yeah, roaring. See, now I love that when they do it the other way. So when you go from... It's almost the opposite of a jump scare. So you go from a very loud, very chaotic scene to snapping into something very quiet and very mm. mundane. But without it being like a smash cut, because yeah. you put like a filler in the middle. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think that's a that's a fantastic little trick, and they do it brilliantly. Mm. Yeah.
0: Well, I think we've. got I
1: mean, we've mentioned him the once, but John Landis is. I mean, this is fucking great. This is the pinnacle of it. I, I love John Landis. Yeah. I love all of his stuff. I love Blues Brothers and Animal House and those. I like the stories and the comedy in those, but I think as an actual filmmaker, I think this is the one where he really shines. This is his yes. uh, really showing how well he knows the craft.
0: Because he wrote the script and then touted it around for years. And that's how he got other work. Hmm. Because it was like... Or people would sort <laughs> well, of... Well, they'd
4: fob
3: him off. Now, we don't quite like that one, but come and do this. Yeah, it was, yeah it pretty like much like that. It, because yeah. <laughs> he said the
0: problem he had was people going too complicated it's too sc- it's either it's either too scary mm. to be funny or vice versa uh, yeah. mm. so mm. the scary stuff's too scary or the comedy's mm. too comedy mm. and they didn't yeah. know how to position it yeah mm. and they could and I think it's until you see it done it probably is very
2: difficult hard to appreciate I think to be yeah. fair
1: before this film they had always laid very much in one camp or the other mm. I think this is the first time that you've had a really true Perfect crossover, so you get a lot of them now. You know, like we've mentioned, Shaun of the Dead and stuff mm, like that, yeah. as a perfect crossover of fifty-fifty. And this is that, but I think yeah, this is the first, the first example time. of that. Before that, it was yeah. either Abbott and Costello meet the Wolfman, yeah. Yeah. or although as Quentin Tarantino does point <coughs> out, the monsters
0: do kill people in yeah. and Abbott and Costello Meet yeah. Frankenstein because that's what he. Because weirdly enough, that was what he said about um, it was true romance. Mm. And he said that the reason that the gangsters in it are proper gangsters is because he didn't like caper movies where it was like, oh, look at these bungling mafiosos. Mm. Sort of where it was actually, oh no, these people will kill you. They'll mm. shoot you in the face. Mm. Yeah. You know, they're proper. You have to give it a proper menace. Yeah. yeah. But I think yeah, there's I th- yeah, it's either sort of screwball, daft, and also I think it's it's not a spoof, so it's not inherently mocking itself. Or I mean, it's it's very self-aware and it is I mean let's face it they just blatantly say they talk about Lon Chaney Universal Pictures Mm. um, Ollie Reed's Hammer Wolf Man gets a mention which is great because it's like they're talking like he's talking about um the Universal flicks, which were obviously the big American thing, and she's like, "Wasn't oh, that the one with Oliver Reed? Because it's like <laughs> hammer like the so British. It's really British and everything." <laughs> yeah. everything.
1: yeah, and it's sort of mm-hmm. yeah. But it would only have been a couple of years before this Yeah, yeah. That, which...
0: It's probably yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think Wolfman's sort of like sixties yeah. at some point, but yeah. And this um, was seventy. And this is eighty-one. Oh, 81 Yeah. Mm. So I mean, yeah. There's there's a lot in there, of oh, uh, do I need a silver bullet? Yeah yeah you know it's people who know how they're meant to deal with it mm. because and which you know events you end up with like sort of stuff like scream and things like that but it's like um, it's scream isn't it yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, getting to the point of like, is it a scary movie or is it? Yeah. Scary? No, that's, no, no, that's yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um
1: yeah, and this is so yeah. So this is meta way before. Yeah, meta, long be,
0: long the, before it's a. And again, that was probably something that was a bit of a tough sell for people, where it's like sort of like, oh, well, you, you're not, re, you know, you're poking at the reality of it. And he, John yeah. Landis said that the whole thing came from observing a, a vampire burial when he was in Hungary. Um, they were watching uh, what was it? because he did um oh what is the bloody film um he was on set for like he was a runner on a um uh on Kelly's heroes i think it is hmm. um which is a pretty good film actually um but war yeah, like a war film yeah it's like a war but again it's like a war caper film where it's like okay that they, they go off to um they are like a detachment who go off to rob a bank rather than actually fight in a war. <laughs> but um, yeah, this, and um, yeah, he was like a runner on that, and he him at, and it was I think it was in Yugoslavia, and it was him and the guy who was like their their sort of local translator or their local mm. go-between, who he did describe as probably is now up for, like, is standing trial for war crimes. <laughs> but he, um yeah, they he, he saw, like, a funeral take place at a crossroads with a man being buried, wreathed in garlic, uh, buried in standing up. And they were like... Yeah. And, but apparently this guy, like, who he was with, was pissing himself laughing and just going... <laughs> these peasants look what they're doing and he was like why are they doing it and he's like oh it's to prevent the body coming back to life and everything but while he's explaining it in the sort of sense of fucking hicks look Mm. at these yokels like and their stupid beliefs but john landis's thing was like so what happens if he does come back to life (laughs) because we're both sitting here laughing (laughs) going that can't happen what happens then? Do we still laugh? Do mm. we still <laughs> not believe it when it's in front of us? What do we do? You yeah, know? and I think again that does it's that <coughs> mundanity in within the sort of uh...
2: yeah. Because like, how would we act if someone yeah. walked through the door now? We would. Like, we'd, we'd be well, sharing the jokes,
3: wouldn't yeah. we? It's well, yeah. a bit. Yeah. yeah, I think also just it's.
0: I mean, it was made over here because basically they there was a lot of tax breaks for making films in England, oh. and you could have American stars in it, but you oh, you it's had, cheaper then. But it was cheaper, right. and you got lots of tax breaks. You got a lot of help, oh. um, so you get a lot of like I think uh, apart from sort of apart from obviously John Landers and Rick Baker, you got the majority of the crew were British, mm. and obviously the majority of the cast are, and um, but I th- I just can't. I, John Landis just shoots London and, and and actually the moors and the the obviously whale standing in for, um, the, for like Dartmoor mm. for <laughs> South up, north, it was, yeah. yeah, for the north. <laughs> um, he just shoots it beautifully. It looks like, amazing. It looks. But, like, the London stuff, it feels... Like it doesn't when look dated the, somehow, no. does it?
1: I mean, it, it does is feel from the cars. how I remember well, London yeah. being in yeah. the 80s and 90s. Yeah, maybe that's it. It's bit bit. that
0: really grimy, nasty... Like, when they're in the shop, you know, when they're just buying stuff in the yeah. shop. Yeah. that I remember those tills and, the, you know, the way that looked. And, the, you know, they're not too far changed, to be <laughs> it, honest.
1: I thought it was actually the same Piccadilly Circus. Obviously, mm. Piccadilly Circus doesn't have... It's not all neon now. Now right. it's all LCD screens. But... Yeah. It's still the same look and it's the same feel when it's that grubby, grimy yeah, horrible central London oh, dirty. This is great,
3: Let's not put uh, you know, possible visitors know, to our <coughs> lovely country off. Or maybe our <coughs> listeners would like the grimy, like grimy <laughs> dirty. <dirtiest Yeah. circus. laughs>
0: <laughs> Cause that I mean, even that with Piccadilly Circus, they choreographed that to such an extent that because they, they said, right, we want to film in Piccadilly Circus. We're doing car crashes. We're doing stunts. We're doing practical effects. All emptied yeah. out and. and obviously that just don't mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what they could do is they basically showed the local authorities that mm-hmm. what they did everything was set up so they could clear it out of the way. All oh, right,
3: quickly afterwards. Immediately uh, afterwards, yeah. and then it could mm-hmm. go
0: on. So they would film for like they do hour, like a twenty-minute, yeah. half-hour sort of sequence or whatever like that clear it all away the traffic would be allowed to go round oh, and then, and then they'd stop the again and you know and that's how they did it over a series of nights but it is
1: that is an, it, you can see John Landis in, with the again Back to the Blues Brothers exactly but yeah like that car smash stuff mm. is just so well put together yeah and like I say they
0: and they had like because um, I mean a lot of them are sort of like British stunt drivers and stuff like that there's like um, uh, Terry Walsh is in there and stuff and then you know, they're, they're all really sort of top-of-the-game guys anyway. But mm. even, like, the bus, the bus is on a hydraulic support. So rather than, like, oh, we can get the bus to spin, to make sure it spanned in exactly the same ah. way each time, they put, like, a, a sort it's of hydraulic out. ram thing under it, so it basically took the bus off the ground slightly and just spun it. And it was like, <laughs> it was like a modified bus, and they just pressed a button, did, did it, it every did time. It. <laughs> And he did yeah. it to the like to the Second same level, and, and yeah. the same with the cars, like they were just yeah. Because John Landis is in the Piccadilly Circus sequence, oh. he's um, he gets pushed through. He gets pushed through a window. Oh, I yeah. noticed yeah. that he's yeah. one of the two
1: guys standing in front of the. Is it a laundrette or something? Yeah, so it's they like, they like a laundrette or a, a, a. Is it a travel agent? It's something quite brightly lit, yeah. isn't it? But yeah, he gets, <clears> it's the first time I've ever spotted it, and I thought it looked like him, but yeah. I was like. Oh, but he looked like yeah. a lot of people in the seventies. Uh, yeah, in a grey
0: suit with a uh,
1: with like a bandana around his head yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's
0: him and because no? he was because he was a stunt man because he's in um he's obviously does stunts in this but he's a stunt man in i found the the good the bad and the ugly the italian job and once upon a time in the west no so yeah he's in a lot know. of like sort of because that was the thing before he, he was a before he was like big and when he w- mm. wanted to be a director but he was like was yeah, he yeah so he was like a runner on kelly's videos, heroes yeah. and stuff like that and mm. yeah so then he goes on like he did the I think his first one is um, his first one Schlock, which I really do want to see. I've not seen that, and I really um, need to. Arrow have brought it out, so I think I'll have to treat myself. Is it a
3: horror or a?
0: It's it's kind of it's like a King Kong spoof where John Landis plays Schlock, who is a ape, um, and he's right. like the star <laughs> of the film, and it's like it's like a spoof of those sort of like I was a teenage caveman sort of yeah movie sort of thing. Um but Rick Baker did the effects on that. Oh okay. and, actually, and but again it was like he said to John Landis like John Landis was like, Oh can we get this? Um we want the uh like werewolf effects and everything mm-hmm. else like that. And it was like, Oh yeah, no, we're gonna do the film, but this was for the best part of like the sixties and seventies. And then he finally got the call and like it was in the eighties. And actually Rick Baker was doing the howling. Yes. When he got the call. But uh-huh. And this is something that I didn't realise again until I was looking into it. Rick Baker and John Landis disagreed about what the werewolf should be, because John Landis wanted it to be a big wolf, as it mm. is in, in the film. Mm. Yeah. Rick Baker thought he meant wolf man, as in Standing biped and, yeah. sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. And obviously the howling mm. is is biped. Uh, biped. So I think Rick Baker was like able to, you know, it was like, oh well, I can still use my designs and my ideas for that. Oh, and not yeah. have it the same. And, but it's not mm. going to be treading on the toes of this or yeah. on the paws of this
1: you know see I love the fact that he did the two of them almost side by side and they're so entirely different mm. but I, I just think Rick Baker uh, firstly of the I can name three special effects artists of all time mm-hmm. and Rick Baker is always the one it, it's him Tom Savini and Jack Pierce yeah. are the only ones I know by name
0: the only one, the only <coughs> one I can probably raise you on that is Rob Team, who did the thing who so again is a? I believe he's like a student of Rick Baker. Yeah, because I think Rick Baker <laughs> was doing Rick Baker he's was doing so. this, which is why Rob Bottin did the thing because he was like, I can't do it, but my guy who worked worked with me can do it, and obviously you get the thing. I mean, it's
1: I mean, fuck me, the amount of genius that was going on in that one like Sorry. workshop. Just remember, Stan Winston. Stan Winston. Yeah, It's the only other one. Um, so, yeah, so I've raised it to four special effects people, wow. which is pretty poor, really.
3: I take but, your four and die.
1: <coughs> but it happens. does go to show that the people who do it, do it so well that they really stand out in memory. And Rick Baker is just...
4: Yeah.
0: Follow him on Instagram if you don't already, because he,
4: he's yeah. just
1: doing it as a hobby now. Yeah, right. yeah, he wow. does his own like at least once a week he'll put up a thing. Just make him and it'll be up. yeah, like a famous monster. And, and he's just, just <laughs> he's just done his own face up like a right. famous monster. And he's yeah. yeah. just this is Rick yeah, Baker nice, and stuff. Yeah. He's phenomenal. Did
0: you see the Halloween I think it wasn't last Halloween, I think it was the uh, I think it was like twenty seventeen. That him and his family went as the strain. You know the uh Gilmero del Toro yeah. vampire film? Yeah, and he did himself up as Kazran, you know, the old boy like David yeah, Bradley's yeah. character. And I thought it was a picture of the actor. I thought it was David Bradley. I didn't realise it was Rick Baker. He <laughs> just done this amazing <laughs> makeup just to make himself this guy. So of... he's actually a makeup artist as yeah, well. Yeah, he's a makeup and artist. he can design and the, the, the... practical effects mm. and everything. Because there's a lot of crossover between the two. Obviously, like in yeah. terms yeah. of um, understanding Baker's both transformation is. Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. they're very closely linked. But even like the wolf design, like the. The, the fixed wolf head mm. was, you know, is a lot of prosthetics, a lot of animatronics going on in there. But apparently even that, we've got, because like, when Griffin's, um, when uh, Jack's being attacked, uh, they said to Griffin, do not you know, you've got to be, because that's, everyone dies really convincingly in this. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. Everyone screams for their life
2: really quite, for, for, a, for a comedy, yeah. yeah. yeah so that's yeah. what I was thinking about the car crushing oh, scene. It's it realistic, does suddenly yeah. get very brutal yeah. very quickly. Oh, yeah, when that
0: car slams into that yeah. other guy at the waist, you yeah. know how much that. Oh, yeah, that goes. copper between two cars. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is fucked. But when Jack's being attacked by the mask, the, the, the wolf head, um, Griffin Dunn tore the face off it first time round wow and Rick Baker was not happy no. as you can imagine because he just ripped its skin off he just oh. he basically just denuded the head and then they had to put it all back together and then to do that again and apparently that time round Griffin Dunn said he was noticeably more heavy handed with the wolf where it was like, sort of like fuck you if you want to do that yeah and just was like slamming it in him with both fists um, yeah so it all um,
3: we added to the really yeah I think
0: a lot of a lot of that attack may just be there's a ma- there's They're a very angry because yeah. yeah. they also had like um, uh, the teeth were indispo- uh, were interchangeable so they could have a soft one for physically biting and then oh. a solid one that would look better on camera and wouldn't move about oh. and everything and again Rick Baker was like yeah I was thinking shall I stick the real, the real ones one in bit. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: mm. oh. Very vindictive, man. But that's the thing. I mean, you imagine you spend weeks in in, in a studio building that yeah. thing, but some actor uh, tries to make it look convincing and he's just a little bit too heavy handed and destroys all of your. Like, you can't yeah. just put the whole film mm-hmm. on hold for two weeks until you go back and rebuild it. Yeah, you're suddenly in a really uncomfortable position of having to. It's it is a weird. Well, I mean, that's that's probably what an, another thing
0: with like the. The massive Piccadilly Circus smash mm. is kind of like, do we want to have to keep doing this by chance? Do you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Why you not know?
3: make it perfect? Yeah. You do it a few times and it's and done. It's, yeah. Because yeah, I
0: think, because a lot of, they do it with a lot of um, effects now where it is sort of like, oh, it will be something that we can reverse. Mm. If it's got to be like, even mm. something simple like a table falling apart yeah, or something they can like do that. It again. You know, they, they have it so that it's. It, you bolt it back on it's weird yeah, working yeah. you know And um, but yeah I think that there was yeah there was a lot of tension <laughs> there
1: but yeah I think there would be with something like especially with something like Piccadilly Circus where like I say you can't it's not a closed set you can't just mm-hmm. keep retaking it and redoing it yeah so you've only got a very short period of time to do it and every little mistake is suddenly a massive issue that's going to break you on uh, beyond where you're because you have to get licensing to do that stuff you can't yeah
0: well you can't you, there's no way you could do something like Piccadilly Circus if you started trying to hold that up without any for hours yeah well not only that but also yeah. if you started trying to just film there or everything like that you would be shut down pretty quick because <laughs> they're so aware yeah it's such an important sort of certainly traffic wise it's an important hub I mean I don't even know now is it sort of because, I mean, it's still, it still has traffic, but I think you might actually find it a lot easier to do it these days. Because back then it was like, oh, no, this is meant to be a thoroughfare. This is a roundabout. Yeah. yeah. Rather than nowadays where it's an attraction. Traffic, yeah, yeah, you know, instead
1: of like, no-one wants to drive into London. I found when... Uh, so last time I was in uh, Vancouver, mm. we were coming uh, uh, up from the station into the centre of Vancouver... ...and a road was shut off... Mm-hmm. ...and they were letting traffic move... ...but there was nobody allowed on the pavement... ...and they were shooting a Christmas scene...
4: Oh, right. ...so there were
1: lots of people... ...standing on the pavements... ...and people walking between them... ...and snow. down... ...this was down. in August
3: was it? Was yeah this, yeah <laughs> this was in
1: September... ...and fake snow down everywhere... ...and <clears throat> we were driving through... ...and they said oh yeah... ...because of the way Vancouver's laid out... ...you get this a lot... They ...they can't shoot in New York or whatever... But the, mm. the similar, buildings so yeah. look very mm. similar. So they use this a lot for... We know that a lot of American stuff is actually shot in Canada. But yeah, so a lot of their city stuff Shh, is shot in... Americans. I <laughs>
3: don't know. Well, it's why right,
0: a lot of, a
1: lot of um,
0: uh, stuff gets filmed in the Ukraine for like Victorian London and stuff because they've still got enough that looks yeah. similar yeah. enough mm-hmm. to sort of be there. Although I do, I'm just picturing you like Colin Farrell in Bruges now. It's like,
1: they're filming with midgets. They're <laughs> the out there The they're filming with midgets. <laughs> oh, but we watched that again recently, didn't we, we, we actually? Did. Oh, it's a fucking fairy And oh. someone at work was
3: going there <laughs> I think the last holidays I said, have you heard about the film? She said, yeah, someone else told me I've got to watch it. Yes. It's quite horrific. <laughs> but you ought to watch it before you go. Oh, it.
1: Again, that, that is that thing of it's totally... A comedy, nuts, but it's wrapped around the story of a hitman accidentally murdering a child.
0: Yeah, and and genuinely, people will die. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's not sort of just a, a, yeah. I mean, (coughs) Ray Fiennes ain't fucking about.
3: No, have you seen that one?
0: Sorry, I called you an inanimate
1: object. (laughs) (laughs) You need to see this film. It is absolutely a kid gets killed. Yeah, but no, but
3: you don't see the kid being killed. That's just like a backstory. Yeah. It's fine. Well, it's
0: kind of also, we've kind of sported it a bit for you because you don't really know that at that point. Well. Mm. He'd have forgotten by the time. Oh, that's true, ago. yeah.
1: But just watching Bruges because it is... Oh, it, uh, so the, the other guy, the guy who's babysitting... Um, Brendan Gleeson, yeah. Yes, he's in the new Cohen Brothers film. Oh, is he? Yes. And I really like it. Very him. good. Yeah.
4: He's great.
1: It's it's only a small part in one of the stories, but <coughs> he is and he plays pretty much the same character. Mm. I think he tends to. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but obviously with Mr. Landers you've mentioned Animal House, you mentioned the Blues Brothers, Trading Places. Ah Yes. Yeah. Innocent Blood, which is kind of his that's his vampire movie. Oh, I haven't seen that. Have you not seen that? No. Dan paralleled as a, a vampire, she basically it's back to uh, it's his next. It was his next go at doing a horror comedy kind of thing. But okay. uh, basically, she's a uh, she's a vampire who um, uh, she basically works as an escort to get to oh, to bring to people, bring people in, but she bites a mob boss. But doesn't kill him. And so he becomes a vampire. Which okay. makes him obviously infinitely more dangerous than he already was. And he's already pretty fucking dangerous. I think but we need to see this. It's, it, I cannot remember it for the life of me. So maybe we need to do it as a... We should do it as a welcome to horror. Mm, yeah, <laughs> Because I have, I have not seen that. it in a very, very long time. But yeah, it's the, it's the woman who is in the film Nikita like the original French film. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's her. She's the the vampire. And I th- oh, yeah. think there's a Baldwin in
1: there. I might be wrong. <laughs> but
0: there's a lot of them floating exactly. around. Yeah. There aren't like, many
1: films where one film doesn't glide it's in and It's 92. There's bound to be a Baldwin in. It was like you couldn't
0: make a British film without Keith Allen. You know, it was yeah, like the yeah. law, you know, if you're making a film in the 90s, a Baldwin must be present. <laughs> it's like the Teamsters Union. It was like, you know, you must have a Baldwin on set immediately. <laughs> Um, Kentucky Fried Movie, which the job he got the job of that for because of the script to American Werewolf. No. Really? Yeah. And actually the guys he showed it to is it Zucker the is that a Kentucky Fried movie? Because I think it's the same guys who did Airplane. Oh I and they basically agree. learnt how to write script copying oh, right. <laughs> his format for American Werewolf. Um Schlock we mentioned, and Hare, obviously. Mm. Which yep. actually does have a lot of um, there's a lot of people He gets back in from American Werewolf Mm -hmm. because, again, that's obviously filmed, that was filmed over here, so there's quite a few. uh,
1: That was a really good film. I've I've only seen it a couple of times, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Coming to America? Yes. The Three Amigos. I didn't realise was him. I only saw that for the first yes. time about six months and ago. Did when It turned that? up on Netflix. Yeah, I was he like, was, "Oh, that's brilliant!" Yeah, I yeah,
3: <laughs> was judged. like, we watched it over yeah, and over, yeah. didn't we, as kids?" Yeah, no, that was so great. It, I also it, didn't know yeah. it would still be good now though. It was dumb. as yeah. Was no, still oh lovely. yeah.
2: yeah. No.
0: I also didn't realise that it's Three Amigos. It's not, not the, the, the Three Amigos. Spies like us. Beverly Hills Cop Three. Just, that's just about the thing uh, Twilight Zone the movie did the time out and prologue segments on that yeah uh, bits of Amazon Women on the Moon which is kind of like a follow well, up to got that as well yeah. to Kentucky Fried Movie yeah Blues Brothers 2000 shame mm. mm. uh, shame uh, yeah um, and he's an executive producer
1: on Clue oh no. mm. yes yes oh. He, 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 did he did he, 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 did he, did he, did he... Part, I think him and somebody else wrote clue as well. Oh right, okay. I think he's one of the two writers on it. Yeah, uh, obviously did his Masters of Horror episodes, Dear Woman and Family. Dear oh. Woman is fucking that right. is amazing. That was the one episode of Masters of Horror that you be watching. What I is was it then? Abs- so it's a bit <laughs> like a it's a bit like a werewolf, but it's someone who turns into a deer. Oh right.
3: But it's no, just I don't it's
4: done. <laughs> awesome. yeah, but
0: it's but it has that same American werewolf feel of being.
3: Really funny because
0: there's like a cop in it who is just like people are being found dead in uh, in their trucks, but trampled to death by a deer. Okay, it's
3: revenge. So they can't work out what is going on.
0: But it even has a bit where it's the cop trying to imagine it, and there's like a monster deer dressed as a redneck rampaging through the woods, and it's just. No, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, and actually, my favourite bit, which is where that guy tries to... Uh, right near the start, a, a guy tries to mug the policeman and he just, like, disarms him and sticks his own knife in his back and then he, the, and he just leaves him he's going, look, I'm a police officer, be thankful I'm not arresting you now. Go to a hospital. Don't take it out, idiot. Get him to do that at the hospital. Because <laughs> he's too busy solving the deer woman <laughs> case. But, yeah, and they're sort of... And he's in... Like I said, he's in Schlock. He's in Tales of Halloween. He's in The Ransom of Rusty Rex. He's Jebediah Rex, which I think is the dad in that. Um, he's in. I forgot about this. He's the judge in Freeway Two: Confessions of a Trick Baby, which is. I'm not saying, no, oh, that no is idea. it. Seriously, Freeway is a retelling of... Uh, the the first film, Freeway. Reese Witherspoon um, in a re- and Keith Sutherland in a retelling of. Um. Little Red Riding Hood, but imagine John Walters did it. Weird. Where basically the wolf is a serial killer, but she manages to get out and, like, shoots him to shit, but Mm. he survives, and then she gets sent to jail, and he becomes, like, he's, like, fucked up with all, like... You know when you have, like, the cage around your head because of injuries and stuff like that? And he just becomes this really horrific sort of... Creature with like oh, weird like mm. voice effects and things like that. Where oh. where she's just shot the fuck out of him, but he mm. survives and then she has to escape from prison to fucking get him and stuff like that. But Confessions uh, Freeway Two, Confessions of a Trick Baby, uh, stars Natasha Lyonne. Okay, and it's her and another girl escaping from prison. And again, it has a very sort of John Watersy vibe. The the Freeway movies are really sort of great. Like, they're like trash that knows it's trash, but is actually better than trash. Mm. And okay. Vincent Gallo's in it as a um, an evil nun, as well. Mm. But, yeah, that's oh, neither here nor <laughs> there, clearly. <laughs> Another day. Um, he's a lab technician in Sleepwalkers, which we've mentioned before. He's yep. a mechanic in Death Race 2000. Um, and he's a doctor in Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Um, and he plays himself in... Um, Psychoville, uh, where he's the director um, in... It's, how
1: the hell do I not remember him in Psychoville? He
0: is in, Yeah, he's in Psychoville, and he, he just plays a film director. He's only in it very briefly, but when me and Sarah were watching Psychoville at the same time in separate rooms, and then we both had to come and meet up and go, it's the <laughs> <a> whole time is <laughs> yeah.
4: We were just really uh. happy.
1: So
0: and he's a gentleman and I've met him and shook him by the
1: hand Mm. he is he's lovely and friendly and amazing and uh, yeah and just one of the few people who's happy to go to a film festival on his own with no hand no security just talk to people and just be absolute legend
4: clever
0: man yes. he is, oh. he's just great well, you were asking oh. after Jenny Agutter, weren't you oh. Jennifer uh, she, like was Alex,
4: the, yeah, she, yep, she was the man at the moment yeah
3: yeah. when you said who she was I was like yes she looks yeah she was like Roberta her. in the Railway
0: Children yes. which apparently in a TV series version of it as well as the film version mm. um, she's in Logan's Run uh, she's in Birkenhead actually Lucy in Birkenhead, um, Walkabout with uh, the Nicholas Rogue film. We lost Nicholas Rogue this week, RIP. Mm-hmm. We should do Don't Look Now at some point, but, you know, mm-hmm. that'll be another uh, that'll be another witch. Yes. Uh, Jill Mason in Equus. Um, she's in The Survivor, the film with Robert Powell. Um, she's currently in Call the Midwife. Um, she's also yeah, she's
3: still acting then oh yeah, yeah. No, she's,
0: she's been acting since she was oh. really little well, yeah, and she's and, still net, children, yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's uh, she was Professor Mamet who was Crichton's creator in uh, Red Dwarf <laughs> oh really yeah. yeah in Sirens he like one of them appears as his creator and it's her yeah okay so, but again I think that's just lots of people who fancied her when she from <laughs> when she was young Those when they or when, rather when they were young as well and so yes. they're like we could hire Jenny Anger could we <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. yeah why not eh? let's definitely yeah. do that let's do that we should do that mm-hmm. like I said Rick is in the pub but we've covered Rick before the barmaid in the
1: pub I recognise her 100%
0: she's Sister Mary of the Annunciation in Nuns on the Run who's basically the nun who <laughs> Robbie Coltrane steals her habit oh. so she's obviously she obviously has the same dimensions as Cracker mm. so Yeah, there we go but more to the point She's uh, Mrs. Mordecai Smith in the sign of four, the Jeremy ah. Brett sign of four. She's the boat yes, the boat she owner's is. wife. Yeah? Yes. And she's Miss Trout in Bodger and Badger. Oh. So, mm. yeah, no, yeah. Ah, was fair enough. enough. Not our I, thought, I was thinking more Chris than anyone. I, I, haven't I think seen it's past. Ah oh, fair enough. I think it
3: was after we were that age and way before mm. your kids were interested in TV. <laughs> Um, actually that's another thing that came up a load of people appear in
0: uh, quite a few people appear in The Wolfman the Benicio, Benicio Del Toro one oh yeah uh, oh, from this yeah David yeah. Schofield the da- the dance player you know mm-hmm. you, yeah. you made me miss mm-hmm. yes. Um he's in here. he's in yeah, From yeah. Hell yeah mm-hmm. um, in The Wolfman he's the voice of the Owlman in the Lord of Tears film oh really yeah because um, he's got a gr- he's got a great voice yeah um, the Michael and Kane and Hyde Oh, he's in Mindhorn, obviously. He's the yes, yeah, d- yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's great in that. He's in Gladiator. Um, apparently, he's in two of the Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: Uh, I like the fact that you mention <laughs> Mindhorn and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, apparently, he's in Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, Mindhorn, <laughs> well,
0: I've seen. I've seen Mindhorn and I enjoyed it. I just, just do Oh, know. you do enjoy
3: Pirates of the Caribbean. It's Fair fun. Enough. He was... You know, nothing um, special, but it's
0: fun. He was DCI Newell in Band of Gold. He was DCI Solway in Our Friends of the North. He plays a lot of coppers. Mm. Mm. Sergeant Foley in The Shadow Line, again, he's coppers. Copper. Odin in Doctor Who, the girl who died. But, yeah, he's great and does appear in a lot of...
3: Oh what was the bill link you were gonna make later? Ah yes. Yes. Oh Oh, yeah the copper in Trafalgar Square. I was thinking you were gonna say, Oh he just took his own hat. Didn't he play the superintendent? Yes Where are we?
0: They're here somewhere. See there's it's a twofold problem, this one. Oh so Peter Ellis, who is the policeman in Trafalgar Square, was Chief Superintendent Brownlow in the bill.
4: Brown Lunch, um, right, no, yes. From
0: eighty four to two thousand two then he got replaced by a bloke who turned out to be a fucking rapist. What, in
4: real life. No,
0: no, in, in the build, wow. which is a prick. <laughs> like,
4: um, <laughs> but okay.
0: also the got the copper who goes into the cinema with the flash oh, initially, with the, yeah. the torture yeah, yeah, yeah. he was Detective Inspector Galloway in the bill, oh. who was like the original head of the CID in that. Oh, was, really?
3: Was that all they had to do, basically? I'm auditioning for the bill, yeah, played copper.
0: I've appeared in yeah. the uniform. i got me You've out there. The there you go,
3: yeah. <laughs>
0: but my theory is, hmm. is that they kept their mouths shut. Hmm. They were involved, because this is now a big case. They've got to cover this up because there was a real uh, werewolf. Yeah. So these yeah, guys get paid off. One of them, gets, police, in the, one of them yeah. gets into plain clothes, gets yeah. to be, uh, mm. uh, gets me a B.I. Mm. Uh, the other one ends up going all the way to the superintendent just by keeping his mouth shut. Yeah. That's what I think. <laughs> that, is, so that, is the, right. yeah. that is my theory that this relates to the bill. So this mm. is actually a prequel to the bill. <laughs> um, so and,
3: the, the sidekick guy, you know, the sort of slightly mm. funny... Uh, Detective, has he been anywhere? Because I you don't know. think I've seen him. Because we saw the main guy else. got killed. Now he's alright. He can step out of the shadow of his. Uh... No, I don't think he didn't. He no, certainly he didn't make, make it. Because
0: oh. the, guy, the guy who plays Inspector Villiers. Mm, uh, size, he is he? Bert the Landlord in Doctor Who The Demons. But, mm. but I only mention that because that is a village pub with sort of pentagrams
1: and stuff. And it's all oh, Yeah, oh. come round here. Oh. Up <laughs> on the moors. You know I mean? Mm. So so for our non UK listeners who have no idea what
3: oh, the, the bill, bill is, oh, is um, yes.
1: it's a British. Was. It, was, it, was, it was. a British drama throughout the whole of the nineties, eighties. It was eighties, nineties, two thousands. Bloody hell! It, it actually,
0: I can't nine, remember yeah. when it finished, but it was. Oh, it was probably about ten years ago. So I think it made, really. Yeah, it went on for shit. a while. I mean, it went yeah. on for a very long
1: time.
2: Now, what effect did that have on us? Regarding the police. So, Did so, it make yeah, of so, uh, them or so was So it
1: was a behind-the-scenes well, drama about a, a police fictitious station. police station and yeah, everybody somehow, involved in yeah. Um, yeah, it. Yeah, it's probably, probably
3: scared a generation, hasn't it, really? I don't think... Cause I don't think,
0: think so. Originally, <laughs> it was done... It was basically a procedural,
3: yeah. yeah. So I mean, it was no. much
0: more, much like how ah, casual so people used learn their forensic mm.
3: from it, right? Mustn't leave blood oh, stage. Very possibly, don't yeah. leave the knife behind. But I think
1: it was one of those. It started very mm. procedural, and well, then it, it, it suffered because soap, it had to be right. more. And they had to more, yeah. make it soapy, and the
0: characters mm. had to start having the action. And so and you yeah. end up with bent coppers, with people. Mm. I mean. Todd Carty killed about three fucking people in yeah, it, brownie. and just so and someone got murdered by a serial killer. That mm. a friend of Sarah's um, was put into a coma because he had um, a problem with his bowel and mm. actually had most of it removed. Mm. Mm. When he came out of the coma, the first thing he asked his brother was, "Have they caught the serial killer in the Aww. bill? <laughs>
3: I've been mean, like ten years. His brother was like, "No, I'll see if what the video player still works." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You've been out for a while.
0: So yeah, so that's my theory. That's yeah. what. So this is it is a prequel to the Bill. Yes. You've got John Woodvine who plays the Doctor is just mm. fucking great. He's yes. fantastic, and he yeah he's in because uh, um, he's in Hare He's the Provis in Hare Yeah. He's in the Devils, the old the um, uh, uh, Ken Russell movie. Leon the pig farmer, He's in, he was in Edge of Darkness, he was in uh, The Armageddon Factor Doctor Who. He was in a thing called Knights of God, which I really wish they would repeat because it was like some mm. weird, it was kind of like one of those for teenagers or like for a slightly older children's mm. audience, mm. but it was like a fascist Gestapo ran Britain and oh, he nice. was basically the Prime Minister. Okay. Or like the pr- he was basically like Cromwell, mm, almost, yeah. sort of like that sort of a figure. He's um, in a pinch, He was in a pinch of snuff. He was in The New Statesman, the very first episode of The New Statesman with Rick Mahal. Yeah. Um, he, he was, I'm just going to mention it, jumps with one, two, three. He was only in it very briefly as a psychiatrist, but he is fucking hilarious in it. <laughs> it's just great. Just keeps going on about um, the guy's uh, mother's breasts, and then he says to him, what's this dream you have? Well, I'm sitting alone, and I hear this weird, unearthly growling. No, stop right there. It's a spooky one, isn't it? (laughs) I I, I don't like the spooky ones. (laughs) Haven't you got a a funny one where you go to work with no clothes on or something like that? But, yeah. um, Ah, Mr. Collins. That's uh, Frank Oz, voice of Yoda. Oh. Voice of Fozzie Bear. Oh. Voice of Miss Piggy. No. What? So, so boy, that is a revelation. Sure one. He has two credits you in it saved as well. Save that
3: to the sort of. Oh record. yeah, no, I, did, I,
0: did to, I didn't. I didn't want to. I those listeners. That, yeah, listening. that is some surreal. Wow. <laughs> but when you what when you next time you watch it?
3: Did he decide his voice was better? He than, just sounds you know? like
0: Fozzie Bear. <laughs> well. He's also in the Blues Brothers. Um, he's the guy right at the start who is giving Jake all his. Bits and pieces, like when he's leaving prison. Oh, yeah, yeah, One, yeah. one unused prophylactic.
1: Yeah. One soiled. soiled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so
0: he, he is the voice and puppeteer of Yoda. And he yeah. actually gets two credits in this because he's obviously Miss Piggy as well as oh. the guy from the embassy. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Also, obviously yeah. Jim Henson gets a credit because mm. there's some Kermit's in there as well. Mm. Interestingly, apparently the bit of the Muppets that's shown in this was not shown as in the States. Oh right. So some people think that it was, it was specially shot this, for yeah. this, but it wasn't. It was just it was a it British. was an episode like an episode that overseas so had the sequence in it but it didn't, oh, didn't I don't, know. I I don't know whether it was because it was like the Punch and Judy thing where some they wouldn't get it, twat was yeah, going yeah. like, oh it's too violent or something like, like right, that. Is it does. It does. But yeah, so he the, gets two credits in it and an that, unusual bit of nuggets.
2: That is definitely my favourite twist of any episode we've done so far. <laughs>
4: Unsung heroes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, do
0: you want another one? Go cool. Right. us well. Gerald Bringsley, the guy who gets killed on the tube. Can I just say, mm. that sequence is fucking amazing. Yeah. And that, how big does the fucking
1: wolf look? Yeah, when it comes, when it comes out, out of that tunnel. tunnel. Shit. See, I only mate. remembered, yeah,
3: as that was coming up. So, yeah. Sharon bought us colouring books last Christmas of horror colouring mm. books and one of them is, yeah, it's the wolf kind of right at the front of the page yeah. with the escalator going into the background. And oh, I coloured wow. that in for many oh, wow. an hour. And I was like, oh. But I hadn't really, obviously, I knew it was that film, but mm. I hadn't quite equated it with how it actually looked in the film. It was on
1: vinyl but... release day when we, we sat in there and. Uh...
3: Yes, listened to vinyl and coloured in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's good, good as way well as any. That's it. Yes, exactly. But that gentleman, but yeah.
0: you might know him as Bib Fortuna.
1: No. In return of the Jedi. Fuck off. Yes. <laughs> no yes. way. Really? They're no yes. Jesus. How? I know. Weird. Well, I suppose yes. Yeah, someone's got to be that in that outfit. Someone's so, got to get the power. Because
0: yeah. again. A lot of Star Wars was shot over here. Yeah. So, so a, lot of the, a lot of the sort of incidental actors were English. I mean, mm-hmm. even the original Jabber's a Scottish bloke. Yeah, right. Like the guy, the big fat guy is good, first. Uh, Yeah,
3: inappropriate. So you're saying something about Scottish blokes.
0: And he's also Mosselar, the, the golem in the keep. So I think he just gets a lot of big oh, makeup roles. Yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah. But again, he was in The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes at one point and, yep, yeah, various bits and pieces. But, yeah, I mean, mm. it's some. It's some great stuff. Incidentally, when I was researching this, there were a couple of names that I decided to search on my phone rather than on the work computer. (laughs) Naughty Nina...
4: Oh, was yeah, a genuine yeah. patriot girl. That
0: was a ah. that was an oh, advert. Really? That, yeah, that was just a genuine advert for the Daily Mail. Well,
3: it did look like it. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was quite realistic. Was news to the
1: yeah. world. News to yeah, yeah. the world. Sorry, yeah.
3: Because mm. that's the that's like you said. That's what it used to be like when you saw yeah, those advert. Come on, was, I was like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. TV used to play those. Yeah, yeah. But this
0: would have been during the day. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. naughty Yeah, <laughs> yeah
3: we well, would watch those as kids and yeah. not sort of thought anything of it. That was
0: in between Rainbow and yeah. Um, but yeah, she was a page three girl, and uh, she was married to Rick Wakeman. They have two kids. Wow. Yes, nice. and also uh, Lindsay Drew, uh, who is a genuine porn star, who was Brenda Bristol's in "See You Next Wednesday," which oh, oh. Oh. incidentally was, was the that first real bit. film. Then no, that was it. every okay. John Landis film. Ha- no, hmm. sorry, a lot of John Landis films have a film within the film yep. called "See You Next
1: Wednesday." But it's right. always a different thing. So, in this, it was oh, a porn okay. film. But it might be it's, something different. It'll be a different. Right. It was a horror yeah. film in that it was a slasher movie. In it's a trailer. Thriller. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the trailers uh, when ah, it's yes.
0: the opening bit where At they're the in cinema, the cinema. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, But yeah, she was.
2: That was funny though, the film in this. Because like it's a porn film, but it was just a most ridiculous, weird joke. Silly, oh yeah. yeah.
3: Apparently, yeah. When he runs in, yeah. hang on, do I know you? Uh,
2: oh, sorry.
4: I've never <laughs> met you in
0: my
2: life. Yeah. Not you.
0: I don't know who you are. Oh, I'm sorry. But that and that was the very first thing he filmed.
3: Oh right.
0: For the for the for the film, and apparently, yeah, that that went a bit that went a bit awry with the. Like British crew because they were like,
4: what, what kind exactly of film are, we, yeah. are we filming? You know, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, she's a genuine porn star, stripper, and page three model. She was a former partner of Bend Over, uh, famous porn star, and they have a child, Tiger Drew Honey, who's an actor. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know it's a terrible, terrible name, um, but she was in uh, she was in Spike Milligan's. There's a lot of it about. She was a nun in Lair of the White Worm. She was uh, a. Th- First Slave in Salome's Last Dance. Both of those are Ken Mm. Russell, uh, Madam Rainbow and the Rainbow Thief, Alejandro Jodorowsky, uh, as well as the obvious classics, uh, Electric Blue 17, Thunder Boobs, and Buckman's Bouncing British Babes. Wow, yes. yes. I see why
3: I didn't search this at work.
0: Exactly. I just thought, probably best not to. Unless you snuck
3: on someone else's computer. Yeah. And, uh... Oh, no. No, if, if, no, if I sneak on
0: someone else's computer, I'll just Google Big Dog's dicks and leave it at that. Um, and the phrase, uh, see you next Wednesday, comes from 2001 A Space Odyssey. And mm. it was just a, a, a thing that he picked up. So. Yeah, right. We'll stuck with it. Elmer Bernstein's score, there's actually only seven minutes of score in this
3: yeah well, and the of rest of it is, is, the, songs, the, is the various yeah.
0: moon songs
3: well that was yeah I was going to say I, I hadn't quite tweaked so when they have got the first one obviously Blue Moon I just thought ah oh, I like the way they're setting the scene you feel mm. like it's all kind of ah oh, lovely I hadn't quite worked out oh yeah moon now I get yeah. it yeah, took me a little while but yeah
1: because you've got yeah
0: the Bobby Vinton Moon mm. uh, Blue Moon Yeah. then Van Morrison Moon Dance um which is when they're in the shower Oh, right. And uh, you don't get that on the NHS either. Um, <laughs> Not anymore. No. Uh, maybe back... you
3: in the 80s. <laughs> well, this
0: is what... I mean, we're sitting there and it's like, oh, you know, you get private room. Yeah. And you're staying in there for three oh. weeks. You know, this is incredible. Yeah.
3: Three weeks in that day. <laughs> three
0: three weeks. You'd be, you'd be lucky. You'd, 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 you'd be in a corridor if you're lucky. You'd, you'd
3: have <laughs> <you'd, you'd laughs>
0: in A&E. For a for day, yeah. Yeah. You'd have died in A&E and there'd be no film.
3: Even the food, I didn't think it looked that bad. No, I think it was a bit... Could have been worse. Yeah.
0: Could have been food now. Jamie mm. Oliver. Fuck <laughs> myself. <laughs> bad Moon Rising, Credence Clearwater Revival. Mm. And then the transformation is Blue Moon by Sam Cook. And then the end credits is Blue Moon by the Marcells, which is the... I've
1: got to say, I, I know I said on a, a much earlier episode <coughs> about not using score music and background music and using popular songs yeah and how i thought that um oh, didn't
3: like it <gasps> yeah did you how, say it oh.
1: yeah 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 because quentin tarantino does it a yeah. lot and i call him a wanker mm. for it because ah. the songs that he picks don't, you don't like work it? well no no he don't like, he, you don't he, like he's it? got really good musical taste and i'm not knocking that at all hmm but he just picks the wrong songs. Like, all the songs in these, were, in this were jarring enough that you notice them, but you're aware that it's... Con- it's it sort, of, it, sort of funny. It, or it's conceptually, yeah, it's yeah. conceptually funny because yeah. it's all... Yeah, yeah. whereas when he does it, he just goes, oh, I'm going to have a fight sequence, quite like that song. Well, no, just that I'm song assuming he just... doesn't. Yeah, he I'm does. I'm
3: assuming he plans it as well.
1: No, he doesn't. Okay. I think he just goes this is a fight scene I like this song and it's it's an absolute travesty I
0: think a lot more thought goes into it from his point of view than when it when it used to be the thing of oh uh, right who's big at the moment
1: Mm. everyone do a single and we'll crowbar it in you know like there a perfect example of that is one of my favourite uses of music in film recently has been Baby Driver Mm. um, where they had Hocus Pocus by Focus on amazing that, how on that could it fit in another film better yeah. it was just yes. absolutely perfect yeah. again because they've taken a song was cut to the music wasn't it a lot of yeah. oh, it they must have been it was perfect Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. yeah. so they'd, they'd shot Doing that scene it, yeah. to fit, fit that yeah. music and apparently it, was it, it was fucked
4: them though
3: because <laughs> it was really they, they, long no there was one song and
0: they didn't get the rights to it so they'd cut everything to this <gasps> song, and then before they'd,
3: they'd got, that. No. yeah,
0: or, or the rights fell through, or something like that. They thought they had it. Oops. Then they cut to it, and then they found out. Oh shit, we don't. Oh. But they've. And do then it. I think, but also I think that the whoever the artist was had cottoned on, or like the publisher had cottoned oh, and on, it. and were like. Right, okay. Yeah, How much oh do you no. want this for? So mean. they were like shit, do we recut and do a different yeah. song or, or you know pay, a, it up. A pay yeah. up and I think they ended up having to do yeah, a different song, so they mm-hmm. like I think one final person that we really must come to is Mr Rottweiler. Yes. Mr Brian Glover. Yes. A man who famously said that you should uh you know, you've got to find your own niche in this world and mine is Loud Yorkshireman, oh. so, yes. Loud yeah. bald, bald loud Yorkshireman. Mm. Scary, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously, but he was a he was a professional wrestler for mm. years uh, under the name of Leon Harris, the man from Paris. Yeah, who because but with that was,
3: accent, he's not from yeah. Paris.
0: <laughs> this is the thing. That was the name of another wrestler on a bill who didn't show up. So, oh, he, just, right. and so he went and <laughs> fought under it and just said, I'll have the name Why in. Not? But yeah, and so he used to he did used to turn up on the old like uh, British wrestling oh, and right stuff. Uh, his um, his catchphrases were Ask him ref and how's about that then <laughs> <laughs> Oh Yeah I know that one's a bit worrying. But he lucky you changed career. Yeah he then went on to become a teacher and then his breakthrough was I've never seen the film entirely but um Ken Loach's Kez. Oh Could I've not seen it, it either, bit, like, but yeah. I should do. But my dad showed me the bit with Brian Glover. And like what best it is bit. He's the he's the, in it, he's mm. the PE teacher who is just a frustrated footballer. And basically he beats the kids at the football kids. Like it's, yeah it's all like, like it's him beating like a load of like 10 year olds at football but he's doing his own commentary like so I said like, and he, he beats one he beats another <laughs> no and he's just yeah and he's just brilliantly hilarious in right. it Obviously, me and Lee were reminiscing about his turn as Mr. Rottweiler in Bottom Gas. So yeah. he he again got to work with Rick Mayle again. What is it? <laughs> um, Mr. Heslop in Porridge, the slightly
1: dim guy in the Oh my in God, the God. There. Yes, he what, is. That's what's the other thing?
0: I've read a book.
1: Green, it was. That's the other thing oh, I remember. Yeah. One.
0: Yes. Uh, Griffiths in Attack of the Cybermen. Andrews in Alien Three, which ah. Oh. If there's anything that makes me happy in the world, it's the fact that Brian Glover worked with Sigourney Weaver. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like, sure it's, yeah, it's like you couldn't find two mm. more opposite people without involving guilds. <laughs> you know. It did, but it, it, they were just great. Yeah, it's just. But yeah, and he did like loads of other stuff: Jabberwocky, Oh Lucky Man, Britannia Hospital. He was in the Sweeney. Obviously, he was in the Bill. He yeah, he was in Minder. He was in Raffles. Uh, he was Lug in Campion which was a detective series you might have watched with Peter no. Davison oh right okay yeah, he, was, so. he was like his mm. butler Alfred mm. sort of figure in it okay. but yeah uh, but again yeah he was he was never he never intended we to be an work. actor and just yeah. yeah but he was always yeah. sought
4: after clearly yeah
0: and I think again because again this is going back to the this is you know from the horse's mouth but like John Landis said it's the the Brits sell it Yes. as he described it where it's like you've got all these good British actors who just can do mm. the right level to pitch it where it's never
3: yeah it's not unbelievable overt comedy really in no. a way mm. it's just sort I, of, mean, like, I mean like yeah. John
0: Woodfine really is the him and Jenny Agatha really are the ones that make it mm. sort of ground it in a reality that you believe in a way yeah yeah and sort of yeah, they somehow manage to talk about werewolves and it doesn't feel too ridiculous mm. even when they find it ridiculous.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that I think that is one of the things with this, is as you say, the cast is just Yeah. Just just right. They've just got that right mm. they feel like dramatic actors. So it doesn't feel too. I think that might be why I didn't find it too overly comedic because they yeah. don't I mean, play they're not, they're it comedically. It they play such. it yeah. naturally, it's, which is why yeah. it feels. Yes.
0: See, yeah. i I wonder if that's what.
1: Um, I wonder if that's what happened to Birkenhair a bit though. It got too. Comedy, that, I
3: think, is bit, it? that is it's a bit. That is
4: done a bit much. knockabout. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's, co- mm. it's
1: comedians doing something slightly more drama, which perhaps doesn't mm. work the other way yeah. around so much.
0: I think oh, maybe it was just the balance wasn't there.
1: I, th- I think Birkenhair is meant to be a comedy. It's not meant to be a horror no. comedy. No,
0: no. Um, I but, yeah. really
1: enjoy Birkenhead, but... Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't think it will stand the test of time, obviously. No. Nah. As...
0: We've got to mention the taxi driver as well. Mr. Alan Ford. Mm. AKA Bricktop. AKA, yep. AKA Big Basil Steel, AKA The Priest in Snuffbox. <laughs> <laughs> AKA Alan in Toast of London, where he just plays himself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just an amazing cockney. Uh, Exorcist as well. Exorcist, the beginning. Yes, he's in that um, he's the narrator of Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's actually in it, but yeah, I mean, he just—he was again—he's one of those people who's like
1: a jobbing villain. No, I think he—I think he's got a very small. No, I think you're right. I think he narrates it and yeah. then he's in—he's in, he's in Smash, yeah, where yeah. he's
0: brick top and that's right, just incredibly. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> but I didn't like Snatch,
4: which is probably it's, why I don't remember it. So much.
0: It's 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 okay, but I think it's mainly him that's selling it to me because I just find him hilarious. <laughs> so, and also, if you ever watch the uh, Armando Iannucci shows, where he plays a character called the Cockney Villain, and all he does, he's a repairman who comes around and threatens your appliances to work. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just caught like. Calling the washing machine a toilet.
3: Yeah. If only that worked.
0: It does. <laughs>
1: right.
4: <laughs> That's what I'm sticking ah. with.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, should we do Night of the Demons as the next? Yes. Yeah. So, don't forget, um, hashtag ask welcome to But Chris actually has a bit of a twist on this. So, Chris has a question that he'd like to ask our listeners. So, this is going to be hashtag, ask, hashtag, ask, welcome to horror. Chris,
2: what is the question? Is it good or bad to experience your phobia? Is that considered horror or is it just terrible? Okay, so so something that actually... Jennifer hates the idea, whereas I think that is the ultimate in horror experience. Okay, Okay, wants me to
3: to watch shark films and he says they should be the best horror films ever for me because I am genuinely phobic of the sharks. But my argument is no, I watch horror to be slightly amused slash, you know, scared to a point that is acceptable.
1: Message us, let us know what you think. Thanks ever so much. Night.
4: Night. Night. Bye.